0: Vegas takes over, Smith comes out to the neutral zone, feels right, so
1: fires, he scores! Live from the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas Studios and live at LVSportsNetwork.com. Smith to so 4-2 Golden Knights. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show, your destination for inside access with the team, exclusive player interviews, and breaking news from around the National Hockey League. Here are your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace.
0: Welcome in Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas. The Golden Knights, a 3-2 series lead, a 3-2 overtime win in Game 5. A lot to get to here Wallace out on the homestead, Millard and Chapman back inside the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports, Las Vegas Studios. Finley Chevrolet on the 215, home of the... Woo! <laughs>
2: So how was that last night? First time all year that somebody wins three in a row between the Golden Knights and the Colorado Avalanche, and it happens in sensational, thrilling, exhilarating style with uh, a bit of anxiety thrown into the mix. Uh, That was outstanding last night, and I know that the the, the Golden Knights have played some impressive games, certainly put together some 60-minute performances uh, along the way through the first uh, two rounds of the playoffs, but... I'm going to sit here and tell you that for a road game, that was the most impressive performance by the Golden Knights this season. Just the way that they played and held tough and then responded and then get the result. That was awesome. Pete DeBoer is going to join us in a couple of minutes uh, to talk about it. The coach in between games five and six with a 3-2 series lead, is going to hang out with us. And if that doesn't uh, give you an indication with how much uh, pull the VGK Insider Show has, I, I, I'm sorry. I, I don't know what else to tell you.
0: Yeah, well, I What mean, are you apologizing yeah, for? Oh, I'm, no. Don't do this.
2: I'm telling people <laughs> that if that doesn't uh, prove that we have an influence, you can just go on with your merry day. I'm sorry. What is he talking about? Like we had a good thing going,
0: right? It's because Darren, at at various times throughout this show, Chapman, when he speaks, he apologizes too much, and you tell him to stop apologizing. So now he's trying to get back at you. It's really like,
3: yeah, don't don't apologize for us being the the best
2: hockey show. There's there's moments, there's moments where you use that, and then there's moments where you don't derail the show when you've got the head Mm -hmm. coach on the line. Is that not? Well, uh, oh, I, I won't derail it when he's on the okay. line. Uh, so, what do you what do you think? Let's get it back to, to hockey. Where <laughs> where were you in the grand scheme of the performance? Oh, Stormy Bonatoni is also going to join us uh, in a little bit. Uh, she nice. was standing right on the other side of the glass when Mark Stone scored that goal and jumped uh, in the Max Pacioretty's arms.
0: Yeah, I mean uh, the video from Stormy is is phenomenal. If you haven't seen it, obviously check that out on social media. But um, where was I? I had uh, I mean, I had a good feeling about the game regardless, I, and you and I have talked about it. Um, I, I talked about it a bit with Chris during the game that um, at no point in time, even down to nothing, did I, I feel like that was uh, a game that was away from or getting away from or uh, an insurmountable comeback for the Golden Knights. And I just kind of felt like, you know, third period, you go in there, it's been their best period by far all year long in the playoffs. And I wasn't terribly surprised that the Golden Knights were able to find a way to get back in the game, especially when Colorado, trying to make plays, fed into that offense for the Golden Knights.
2: Uh, I wonder what uh, our—we have the one caller on the postgame show who always says, I turned it off, and then I found out they came back and won. (laughs) I don't even think that it was close to that point. Like Even that caller— would have stayed with the with the game because it was a back and forth game. Sure, uh, there was two goals for Colorado, but it was still a, a back and forth game. The second period favored the uh, the Colorado Avalanche. The third period was was the Golden Knights, and then you had this long stretch, fifteen minutes of the third period uh, where where it was tied. So um, yeah, it was it was a fun game to to watch, and that's that's four games in a row where it's been outstanding competition back and forth.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think this series has certainly lived up to what I was hoping it would be and and kind of expecting it to be. It's it's two really good teams, and, you know, last night, I I think Colorado showed a a lot more desperation than we saw at any point in Game 3 and 4, and... You know, for the Golden Knights, they found a way to win. And, and that's what you got to do this time of year, especially if you're planning on going on a long run like the Golden Knights hope to.
2: Uh, goaltending is a big part of it, uh, clutch goals are a big part of it. Special teams uh, certainly uh, play a role. And then there's just uh, pure and simple will to win. And wanting it more than the other team, and at times uh, during the playoffs, there's swings in that where teams can uh, can come up with performances uh, and just put that on your shoulder and will will yourself to a performance.
0: One hundred percent, and, and you—I mean, there's a lot of different things that go into a winning formula, and for the Golden Knights, I, I think that. One of the things that, that I found fascinating about them all year is, is their ability all year to come into a third period or come into a game, whether they're trailing, with the belief that they can come back and win. And they've done it so much throughout this year that you know I, I just think that, that you are what you repeatedly do, and, and the Golden Knights are proving that out right now over the course of these playoffs.
2: So in between games five and six, uh, what do you do if you're the head coach of the Golden Knights? uh, You uh, hang out with Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace on the VGK Insider Show. Here's uh, Pete DeBoer. You don't got anything else to do this afternoon, pal? Hey,
4: Darren, how are you?
2: Good, how are you? Uh, I'm
4: actually outside, so it's a little breezy out. uh, So if you hear the wind blowing,
2: that's what it is. Well, the the winds have changed a couple of times in this series, so it's a perfect segue, uh, Pete. (laughs) Uh, uh, Give me uh, (laughs) a... (laughs) <laughs> give me an idea because that seemed as close to a, a perfect road game I know the score was with a score but a, a perfect road game by your group to respond to a, a desperate team uh, give me where you would rate that performance by your team
4: well you know I, I think I think right up there when you when you, when you put all the factors in the bank um, the president's trophy winning uh, Colorado't they haven't lost in twenty twenty one games two and a half months uh down to nothing i think that like i guess saw somewhere their record after two periods with the lead in the playoffs in that situation was like 100 and nothing <laughs> 100 and zero um you know the fact that the fact that uh you know our group uh accomplished what they did uh in that situation i think was a was a real special night and uh you know, hopefully propels us here to uh, a series win. You know, we're going to have to earn it tomorrow night, and they're gonna, I'm sure they're going to come out with their best game, and uh, we've got to do the same.
2: The calmness of your group uh, is one thing that continues to impress us.
4: Yeah, well, I think that's, uh, that starts with our leadership. You know, I think if you know Mark Stone, um, I mean... He, He's a he's an excitable guy when he plays uh, in a positive way when we score, um, but uh, when things aren't going well, uh, you know his composure, Peter Angelo's composure, Martinez's composure, Flurry's composure. You know those are the guys with Stanley Cup rings in our room, um, or guys that have gone deep in the playoffs before, and they know. That, uh you know it doesn't it doesn't make sense to to waste energy in those moments uh, in a negative way and uh you know there's the a group uh, has a real quiet confidence to it uh
2: this may sound crazy but I'm more impressed with yesterday's win than I was game four where you kind of blew the the, the series open a little bit does that make sense at all
4: well it it does to me i mean you know I, I think I think uh with the way games three and four went, I think sometimes you, you lose perspective over, over who you're playing. And, uh, you know, just watching it and, and you expect, uh, you know, we should be able to outshoot them and outplay them 10, 12, 15 periods in a row. That's not going to happen against a team like Colorado. And they're going to make adjustments and they're going to get better and they're going to figure out the things that they need to figure out on their end to, to, uh, to be more competitive. And, and they've done that as the series has gone on, and uh, you know I thought their best players were outstanding last game. I thought I Kale McCarr was in another uh, on another level uh, in Game Five, and um, so you know we're going to get that going forward. And, and, and you know when you get two evenly matched teams, there's going to be long periods of push and pull and tug and and uh, momentum swings, and you know you just hope to. To come out the other end of it, and I think that's what we did last night, and we'll hope to do the same thing tomorrow night.
2: VGK head coach Pete DeBoer on with us on the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas with Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace.
0: Pete, you're, uh, th- this team's shown an ability all year to be able to come back in games and really deal with adversity at, at any stretch. How do you craft that <laughs> skill throughout the year?
4: Well, I don't know if you. I, I don't. I don't know if you craft it. I think. Um, you know, we we take a page out of uh, the temperature that our, our leaders uh, have and the messaging that they're doing. And and when their messaging is uh, calm and cool and collected and no panic and and confidence in in what we're doing and and just stick with it. Then um, you know our, our coaches' messages uh, uh, flow with that. And and I think vice versa. So um, you know, I I think we we all have the same philosophy. Uh, about um, dealing with adversity at different points in the season or, or in games. And, uh, you know, we, we've talked during the year that we weren't going to use uh, the adversity of COVID or short rosters or uh, travel or, or, you know, or playoff opponents um you know, as, uh, as excuses we were just going to go out and, and play the best game we can and, and we've done
2: that by the way i gave you an unofficial assist it's not going to show up in nhl.com but uh, i gave you an assist on tuck school because you made the decision to put Yanmark in and he makes the big play and tuck scores the goal so um uh, i don't know whether that means anything to you or not but uh you 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 you, you, you aren't superstitious enough that you'd you avoid changing a lineup while you're winning and, and that speaks volumes.
4: <laughs> well, I appreciate that Darren. but <laughs> the, last, the last game the guy played, I think he had a hat yeah. in, in game seven against Minnesota. So it wasn't a uh, coaching genius to, uh, to get him <laughs> back in there, but, uh, we, uh, you know, the, uh, the one thing he does is, is, is when he's in there, it, it gives us a, a real legitimate scoring save line. And, um, you know, it gets tucked back on his proper side, on the right side, and, and they that line all of a sudden becomes a real threat, like they were in game seven of the Minnesota series. You know, it's similar to, you know, when we when we didn't have patch already in the lineup. Uh, when you pull out one of your top nine forwards, it it, it, it's, it throws off your group. Guys start playing out of position. Guys start playing up in holes that, uh, you know, they are ready for or, you know, don't... Uh, uh, really, uh, suit their, their, uh, their skill set. And, um, you know, it, it has a, uh, an effect on the group. So, you know, the fact that we were as close to healthy up front as we can be d- despite no six still being out, um, you know, I think really helped. And we got, we got a big third line goal from those guys.
2: Uh, Pete DeBoer with us on the VGK Insider Show. Ryan?
0: You know Pete you've talked about uh, William Carlson Jonathan Marshius O'Reilly so Smith is, is sort of being the identity of of this franchise and in this series they've been exceptional what what do you think's led to them finding the back of the net and converting on their opportunities more so in this series than than maybe against Minnesota?
4: Well I think I think you've got two different teams and I, I know I, I talked to marshy at the end of the Minnesota series and he was frustrated i think he only had the one goal although it might have been the most important goal of the series uh in game two to to kind of break the ice and get us going in the right direction um so you know you have a motivated guy who who thought who wasn't happy with his production at the end of the first round um and, and you also have a different team you know minnesota really made it tough uh, to find offense and and create offense with the way they played. Uh, Colorado's willing to give and take a little bit more to get these opportunities a little bit more, and when those guys get those opportunities, they, they historically have cashed in. So I think it's a combination of those things, and, and also the fact that you know Mark Stone's taken a lot of the uh, uh, pressure uh, you know, with the McKinnon line and freed those guys up to have a little bit more room.
2: Uh, we're going to let you go, but uh, just uh, you were in the bubble last year, and that was a different experience. Uh, amazing how far we've come, right? Uh, you're, you're traveling. You're in the midst of this run. Do you do you feel like you're into the rhythm of of the Stanley Cup playoffs? Because the front edge of the first round is just you're getting into it, and now a little bit of routine.
4: Yeah, routine. I, I think having the fans in the rink make all the difference in the world. It, it feels normal. It feels like a regular playoff and a regular season, and. Uh, can't wait to see 18, 19,000
2: in there tomorrow night. Ride that win, pal. All right. Thanks, Derek. Thanks, Pete. Uh, Pete DeBoer, uh, the head coach of the Vegas Golden Knights, so joining us on the VGK Insider Show. That's what happens in between uh, games five and six. Pops on the radio uh, with us, and we appreciate the Golden Knights and, uh, and Pete DeBoer uh, for signing up. That was a comeback yesterday. That wasn't a Colorado giving up the game. Uh, I firmly believe that that was a rally by the Golden Knights in which they played a really good road game.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I look at, you know, the Golden Knights and and their ability to strike early in that third period, and it was, you know, Colorado still trying to make plays, still looking to, to, you know, try to put that game away, and it's the Golden Knights uh, turning some mistakes from the Colorado Avalanche into goals. And, you know, it's an interesting one because, you know, I— Before the third period started, uh, kind of where I was coming from is, you know, chip away, right? Like, get one in the first five minutes, make Colorado think about it a little bit, press late, try to get that equalizer, and then, you know, if you can get to overtime, great. And the Golden Knights say, "Eh, no, we're just going to go out and score two goals in three minutes and, and seven seconds. And, you know, the response from Vegas in the third period to get everything back to square and put all that pressure back on Colorado was a great one. And I think you're right. Like this, in terms of road games, this is what you are hoping to get from the Golden Knights, given how well Colorado played.
2: And the reason why I call it a, a comeback is we get a, a little bit um, guided by that late goal by Brandon Sod. So the first period is basically tied outside of one second, two seconds. So you've exactly. got 20 minutes of, of a tie game. Uh, the Golden Knights tied it up in the third period. Uh, at the five-minute mark, so there you're up to do the math for me. Uh, Thirty-five minutes of that game was uh, was 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 tied up, and then you've got the twenty minutes in in the middle where uh, the Colorado Avalanche were able to I- enjoy the lead. Uh, and I realized Vegas didn't didn't lead or have the advantage at all, but the game was tied a lot more than Colorado ever had the lead. The score. Because of that late goal and you sit through an intermission and you have more time to think about it, it kind of makes it uh, a little bit un- unclear, uh, misguided, more of an influence than it should. Uh, I-, I was, uh, I like that. No, Mark Andre was great. Fabulous. And, yeah. and he's, he's the reason yeah. why uh, they were able to, to buy some time. Uh, but that's sort of what the goalie's job is. Uh, last time I checked was to make the saves. And I will never apologize, and I will never uh, brush aside a goalie stealing a game because that's the goalie's job.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like it's interesting because I, I think Marc-Andre Fleury in that second period was, was absolutely fantastic. And, you know, I, I wonder if that goal doesn't go in late in the first period. Like, what... What does the score look like after two periods? If you know the Golden Knights go into the second period, it's still zero-zero. You get that push from Colorado, and and you you don't maybe you don't have the the highly highly extra competitive super locked in Mark Andre Fleury because he gave up a goal that he he didn't want to give up, and you know I I know it's it's kind of what if right yeah. like what if what sliding if sliding doors if, but. Yeah. I, But I think that, that, you know, that goal from Brandon Saad kind of enabled Marc-Andre Fleury to go out there and just play the period of his life. And he was fantastic in the second period. And the fact that it was just 2 nothing going into the third period was a testament to Marc-Andre Fleury and how well, well he played in that second period. And, you
2: see, I don't buy that. Uh, and and I, there's a reason why we would think it. Uh, because athletes and motivation comes in in various forms and we put so much emphasis on uh, motivation and and wanting it and and make and and making good that's uh, why a lot of times uh, we'll talk about a player taking a penalty and then coming back and scoring a big goal and he was yeah. he was playing guilty he, he had to make up for it uh, uh, we, we go along that uh, analogy the way that Flurry has been dialed in in these playoffs. I just think he was doing his thing. Now it's a great narrative, yeah. and I'm sure Ryan. It felt way better uh, when when they came back and and won the game for him. Uh, and and he admitted he was in earlier in his career. He probably would have let that really bother him. Uh, but I just think he's zoning right now. He's just locked in, and whether he lets in a bad one or a good one. I remember last week, by the way, Kevin Woodley said he was sixth best in the National Hockey League for giving up the fewest bad goals, and then, then yeah. that happened. Uh, but uh, the bounce-back performance was, uh, was impressive. That, that, whether it was motivating or not, the fact that he didn't let it get to him should not be overlooked as an incredible performance
0: that that might be the the key takeaway right? right is is the ability in that moment to compartmentalize and put that goal behind him without dwelling on it the rest of the game because what the Golden Knights needed from Marc Andre Fleury in the second period wasn't to wasn't for him to think about the goal that went in in the first. It was to play his butt off in the second, so that the Golden Knights would have some time to get themselves back to a position where they could tie the game, and that's exactly what he provided for that team.
2: I, I'm going to just uh, make an analogy, and, and normally I don't like doing this, and I certainly roll my eyes when other people do this, but I just it was such a out of a really disappointing play for Marc-Andre Fleury, it was a wonderful human reaction by Fleury when that puck went in and where he kind of throws his stick half-heartedly, rolls his shoulders back, almost falls down, and it, it looked like my buddy Stewie, Uh, On Friday nights at Lifeguard Arena when he's standing at the other end and he lets in a terrible goal, which doesn't happen very often, and we win the game to five. And it and it could have been Friday night at eight o'clock at Lifeguard or uh, eleven o'clock over at CNA. This just human fan normal reaction, but it came from a guy that's up for the Vesna Trophy in the heart of the Stanley Cup playoffs in Game Five in a crucial game, and and he just he offered it. It it it'll go on. Uh, it's another brick or a cinder block on the wall uh, of admiration that I have for Marc Andre Fleury was his ability to let us know that he felt goofy about letting in that goal, just like we felt goofy about watching the goal go in. But he came back and made all the right plays. And uh, I, I I, don't think I've seen something like that. I've seen guys smash sticks. I, I've seen other guys uh, just uh, like let it go off their shoulder. Like nothing happened. They could have made a big save or they, they, they show zero emotion. But that, that just natural bit of humanity was was neat uh, to to see
0: well i think it bridges the gap between you know fans and athletes yeah right? like we we look at these athletes as as robots that go out there and and compete and you know what whatever happens they just kind of have to brush it off and there's not too many moments of of just sheer relatable hum- hum- humanity, and I think in that moment, we got that from Marc-Andre Foley, yeah. and it was fantastic, and then at the end of the game, we got it from Mark Stone because, you know, no one celebrates a goal quite like Mark Stone does.
2: How high do you think he thought he was off the ice when he jumped at Max Pacioretty? Like Do you um, think he felt he was, like... 35 feet off like, the ice? Do you think he was, do you think he, like, in the back of his mind, he felt he was high enough off the ice that he, he was going to be in danger when he landed?
0: I, I think he probably felt like he was, you know, eye to eye with the top of the stratosphere. Yes. Really. Like, <laughs> just flying, man. Well, Mile just High flying. City, uh,
2: that that was, uh, that was, I know this, Max Pacioretty could have, could have like jumped in his way and caught him. Max was smart. He kind of like just slid out of the way a little bit and and and, and <laughs> let Mark Stone come down on his own and then joined uh, the celebration. Storm Tony was right there, right there on the yeah. other side of the glass, and and uh, photographers spend uh, their lifetime chasing one of those moments, and she got it yesterday. She just happened to be recording. So I want to know: Does she record all the play, or does she start just recording when the Golden Knights bring the puck up the ice? Uh, What's her strategy on that when she's situated ringside? And the other part of it is, talk about reaction, Ryan. Uh, When you watch Stormy's video, after the initial celebration of Patch and Stone, what I see, and I can't get out of my mind, is Jonathan Marcheseau being the happiest human being on the planet. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh in, in the middle of that scrum. Like just there's there's no way anybody on earth like Stone would have been uh overjoyed. Uh Mark Andre probably half relieved. There's n- nobody on the planet was happier at that particular moment than Jonathan Marshassot.
0: Jonathan Marshassot likes to win. Yes. And and he's super competitive. So yeah, I I can I can attest that uh that, that makes a lot of sense because it doesn't really matter who scores. So long as the Golden Knights win a game,
2: we have our ratings for Game Five coming up. Plus, Stormy Bonatoni on uh, capturing that moment and what it's like to be inside the bubble of the VGK during this roller coaster ride that is a National Hockey League postseason. And in 2021, the Golden Knights are almost halfway there. They have another win to book their ticket uh, to the third round and a meeting against the Montreal Canadiens. So a whole bunch to get to, plus uh, happenings elsewhere in the Stanley Cup playoffs as there's a big game uh, involving the New York Islanders and the Boston Bruins on the ice. It's the VGK Insider Show, where the coach hangs out, where the Stormy Bonatoni, the broadcasters hang out, and it's where you uh, are welcome to stay for all two hours on Fox Sports Las Vegas. One of the Knights went down to Now out in front of Chance. Furious save. Rebound, he kicks it away. Follow-up opportunity for J.T. Comfort. Couldn't bury
0: it.
1: We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM.
2: Weird how it played out last night. Thanks to Dan Duva with a great call. Once again, BGK Radio Network, Fox Sports Las Vegas, riding the wave with Duva and Gary Lawless. They, they bring it to you professionally, but they also let you feel it as well. And you felt it during the course of this series. Last night's game mirrored the series. Colorado up a pair. Vegas comes back to tie it. And then the Golden Knights grab a 3-2 win and a 3-2 series lead in what has been a series with two overtime games, both ended early.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep.
2: Last night's five on five. Darren Millard, along with Ryan Wallace, VGK Insider Show. Thanks to Pete DeBoer for joining us in a little bit uh, earlier. And uh, in a little bit, uh, Stormy Tony will pop on the program. Uh, was that not the longest 50 seconds in overtime history in the Stanley Cup playoffs? I, can't, I still can't believe it was less than a minute.
0: Yeah, it, it. For comparison's sake, right? Like that overtime yesterday felt longer in duration than the overtime in game two.
2: I agree with you. Totally agree Strangely. with you. Yeah. I, I just I'm I'm when I look back at the clock, I actually had the conversation with somebody Sam like felt like three minutes, three minutes, fifty seconds. Uh, <laughs> let's uh let's dive into our rankings right now. And can you just okay. uh Chapman, can you put up the hockey game? uh if you if you can i know i know soccer is really
3: important to you but uh if uh, well, wait, if you wait, can wait, pull wait. up uh... we, we we have two TVs i have soccer on one channel and nhl network on the other which doesn't carry the hockey game oh on. i didn't know that put the game on the game yeah. is on it's a commercial for credit karma so, uh, just just
2: I know soccer is important to you, but if we could get the hockey game on, that would be great. Uh, our rankings. Uh, to, oh, and uh, a couple of people came up to me last night. I was at Red Rock watching the game. Uh, Shane Knighty and uh, and I and our families were are watching the game with the BGK uh, fans. And I'm I'm gonna say this quite honestly, Chapman. There's some uh, some conversation out there about you. I don't know if I want to know if it's <laughs> no, what, no, no. They they people love it when I give you the business. I thought there'd be more yeah. sympathy for you. But no, there's not. No.
3: I I think I think you're exaggerating a little bit. Maybe one or two people probably tell you. Yeah, it's good, but I would I would venture to guess the overwhelming majority of people say, yeah, you're kind of a jerk to Chapman.
2: No, oh, you're definitely a jerk Ooh. to you. I'm, 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 I'm <laughs> definitely a jerk to you, but uh, more to the fact that the people think that uh, it's warranted. So let's give us uh, a taste of where you are on the ratings for last night's 3-2 rally comeback uh, to win and take a 3-2 series
3: lead. Chapman. Well... You kind of took some of the words out of my mouth last segment when, because I saw a lot on social media with people saying that the Avalanche lost that game, and I I disagree with that wholeheartedly. I think the Golden Knights won that game. They found a way to make plays when they needed to. Uh, Alex Tuck, you know, we talked about the the, the play by Yanmark, but the play by Alex Tuck to to score that goal, mm-hmm. it, it was it was really the only play he could have made, and he he managed to do it. Jonathan Marshall's goal, it's like, wow, it just happened so quick. And Mark andre Fleury, we could, we could kind of joke and laugh about the play where he gave up the goal, but he was as locked down as I've seen him in these playoffs from that second period on. It's not a Bob Ross. I really wasn't sure where to go with it, but I'm going to go with a wine and paint because I felt like the Golden Knights played a really good game, and I felt like we could throw game one out, right? That's an anomaly. I kind of felt like this was the best game of the series Colorado played, and the Golden Knights just found the way to win the game. I mean, you got to give them a lot of credit for that.
2: So wine and paint from Chris Chapman. What do you say, Ryan Wallace?
0: Yeah, it's for me, it's one of those interesting ones where you're going to a wine and paint, but you're painting a Bob Ross in so far as you get – the result that you need and make no mistake about it a win however you come about it in game five is is huge right and now the golden knights have an opportunity to close out colorado on home ice in game six and they've also got two opportunities to close out this series as well for me this game was one of those moments where we understand how great this series is and how great it's been because you had both teams playing well yesterday i thought colorado played an an exceptional game and then you boil it all down and you throw out that brandon sod goal that should have never gone in and you hold colorado when they're going to just one goal Mm -hmm. really just one goal um I think the Golden Knights show a ton of resolve in this one. I think that you've got to battle through adversity. One of the hallmarks of teams that go deep in the playoffs is that they find ways to win. And the Golden Knights didn't get rewarded in game two the way that they should have. They made no mistake here in this game. If they got it to overtime, they took that win. And for me, I'm going wine and paint with a slight nudge up to Hey, it's Bob Ross Day at the wine and paint wine and paint store.
2: I, I see where you're going. I'm going to go the uh, the opposite of that. I'm going Bob Ross with a disco ball and some music going on in the background, <laughs> and uh, and he's got some uh, some glitter in his hair and a big wow big glass of red wine sitting on the uh, on the side of the painting uh, with uh, where all his uh, his brushes are. Like we've got a jazzed up Bob Ross going on right now uh with uh, with 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 my assessment because uh one uh, colorado hadn't lost uh since uh, 2002 at home uh, uh so that was uh that was impressive by the uh, by the golden knights to be able to pull that off and uh and the other part is just fighting through a, a little even though they were playing a, a good road game they they were down so you have to fight through that psychologically and it was it was great i um I never felt like I was going to put my hands in my pocket and slump my shoulders and uh, put my chin down and, and think, geez, uh, I don't know whether we can do it. Like, the, there was never that moment last night. Uh, and I was usually running interference for Shane anyway. Uh, but the the idea that, that you always felt like you were in the game and there was moments of uh, of optimism, even in that second period, uh, it was. It, I would like to see. Would like to see Bob Ross uh, in that environment that I'm. That I'm painting the picture of right now.
0: I mean, I would love to. Hang yeah. out With Bob Ross in that environment. Bob I, just going like time. Chapman wouldn't get an invitation though because I, I feel like there were points in the game yesterday where Chapman just felt like it was inevitable that.
2: So I Army heard. <laughs> I heard through the grapevine.
3: <laughs> you don't. You didn't hear
2: through the grapevine. You heard from Ryan. I heard through the grapevine. That Chapman was completely like uh, off the bandwagon to the point where he was over at uh, at the emergency room because he thought he had broken both of his ankles uh, jumping off the bandwagon. Is it true that you were waiting in triage to have some X-rays done of your ankles yesterday?
3: No, not, not my ankles. No, no, not that. but uh, yeah, I mean I, I I'll be honest, I don't believe in jinxes, but I felt kind of guilty. When they were down two to nothing, and the Avalanche <laughs> looked like they were they were in full control of the game, and I got a couple messages on Twitter saying, "Hey, you know, you picked the Golden Knights tonight. You can't. This is all your fault." And R- I was like, oh, "Rita hates you. I know she does. Yeah, I'm sorry, Rita. I so so I I will not make a pick the remainder of this series. I won't make one tomorrow. And if it happens no, to no, go no, Game no. Seven, make, no, make, make a picks. pick. Make oh, a pick. Make your pick. All right. Well, well, and it's, yes. Don't I, waffle."
0: To answer no, no, no. the original
3: question, yes, I, I, I was, I was feeling like this was this was not going to happen last night, and fortunately, Matthias Yanmark and Alex Tuck and William Carlson and Jonathan Marsh, or so, Mark Andre Fleury, and then Mark Stone, they made it happen.
2: You shouldn't be allowed to cheer after you jump off the bandwagon
0: mid game. I, I, I didn't Girl, cheer. That's. That's that's my only thing. Like, make your prediction, but yes. don't waffle. And like, that's literally what I told you, right? <laughs> that is exactly what I told you yesterday. Like, you you send me a message talking about how much Colorado is up their play, and I'm like, Chapman, how many times have we seen this script before? Like, just <laughs> how little faith do you have in the process? And and you you double down. You double down the same way you double down against Minnesota. And it it didn't work for you then. It didn't work for you now. Conviction, buddy. Kinda, That's all I'm asking may, for. Maybe this is part Make, of the.
3: Maybe this is part of the, the 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 big plan. Because it seems like every time I I, I pick against them, they come through
2: and they oh, they, no, no, they no. shut me up. Hold on, hold on, hold on. The day you come up with a plan will be a
3: first. I mean, I'm, may, maybe I'm playing eight <laughs> dimensional chess over here. You know, like do you ever no, think about no, that? No, you know? no,
2: don't don't even try and sell me on that one. Because this is where you get into trouble <laughs> trying to trying you to. Can't, you- sell me on this stuff. That this was all part of your grand scheme. No way. Yeah, I, I am surprised at how the response is received when Colorado pushes. Like, this is a dynamic, incredible team. Like, Cale McCarr <laughs> was feeling it last night. Uh, yeah. Skating and, and juking and jiving in the zone and... Uh, we've got some news on him coming up uh, that will that'll back up his skill level. Uh, Nathan McKinnon with the Russians, like this is an incredible team. And uh, I'm a little taken aback during moments where people are more punishing or or looking uh, negatively on the Golden Knights instead of saying, that's a damn good hockey team over there. In fact, they're going to have a president's trophy Banner
0: you know it's it's interesting because I, I think the way that Vegas played in game three and game four kind of leads into that narrative, right? Because Vegas was so dominant and they were able to shut things down so well that, you know at times they made it look easy. We know it wasn't easy for sure. It, it a lot of hard work and a lot of detail and execution at the top of your game had to go into those games to make it look that way for Vegas. But I think the expectation then becomes, well, if you're able to do it for six periods, eight periods, whatever the case may be, you could just do that in perpetuity. Like, you could just continue to do that the rest of the series. But I think we often forget there are two teams on the ice, and the Colorado Avalanche were, were were in a position where they needed to be desperate. They needed to come with an answer, and they were very good. And the Golden Knights still found a way to win. That counts for something.
2: I know you, you hate golf. I love golf, and I use golf analogies. Tiger Woods in his prime won a lot and and was chasing down Jack Nicklaus for, for most majors of all time and uh, doesn't look like he's going to get there now. But uh, even, even the great Tiger Woods in his prime, didn't go 62, 63, 61, and 63. Like he, he, there was the odd even par round that balanced out the 64s. And sometimes you got to get through uh, when, the, when the wind blows sideways in golf. you gotta, you got to just get out with the best score that you can. The, the Golden Knights sometimes are going to deal with an, another team that's trying their damnedest to win the Stanley Cup. Like Minnesota really wanted to win the Stanley Cup, too. And Colorado really wants to win. There's a ton of expectations on that team, too. So I just wanted to make that. That's my little pulpit uh, speech of the day, that uh, when the other team pushes back and either wins a game or controls stretches of a game, it's it's not the Golden Knights playing poorly all the time. There's been, like, game one, they played poorly. We said that.
0: Mm -hmm. There's
2: reasons for it, but they played poorly. Last night wasn't the Golden Knights playing poorly.
0: No, I, I think it was just Colorado playing really well and, mm-hmm. and being desperate and, and you know, being a team that recognized how important that game was and and really how much they didn't do themselves any, any favors in game three or four. So you expected a push, right? Like, you knew that that was coming for Colorado. And, and again, at, at this time of year process means something results matter even more and for the Golden Knights to get out of that game with the result was everything in, in the context of this series because now you have an ability or an opportunity to come home and put together your best 60 minute effort of this series to date and you know you have to expect that Colorado is going to be very good and it's just going to be a back and forth game because these two teams are so close and so evenly matched that that's what the series is
2: and I like the emotion. I do like the emotion, but just uh, a little perspective uh, in between games here that we look at it. Now, now, there's 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 benefits to emotion, like when you flip flop back and forth. Chris Chapman has the most consistent <laughs> tan of anybody that I know because he's flipping one way and then he decides he's going to flip <laughs> the other way, and so his tan completely evens out. So there's some benefits to where, it, except where my watches that that spot yeah. is is. It kind of It's as white as your sneakers. Thank you very yes. much. I have good sneakers on today, too. Uh, We're going to take a break. When we continue, Stormy Bonatoni on being ringside during one of the great moments of the 2021 Stanley Cup playoffs. And one-timers, the Islanders, had the Boston Bruins on the brink. And that game's underway. It's the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas.
0: Now, Watt gets it back. Tuck out in front. He scores! <sighs> A little two-touch off the blade of his stick and into the goal. Vegas on the board and now trailing 2-1. to one. Alex Tuck snaps the
1: seven-game drought. What a pass from Nicholas Watt. This is the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Now back to Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace.
2: It's funny I set up Pete DeBoer for a big compliment. Any kind of brush it aside when I said he deserved an assist on the Alex Tuck goal because he put Yanmark back in the lineup yesterday. He said it wasn't yep. exactly the greatest coaching decision in the world because Yanmark had a hat-trick last game that he played. If you missed uh, Pete DeBoer, uh, listen to it on the podcast. Uh, he was great to join us for 10 minutes earlier in our number one as the Golden Knights enjoy a 3-2 series lead. He was in a great mood, wasn't he?
0: Yeah, I, I, I mean... It's interesting because you you had mentioned the the ability for this team to remain calm, right? And and I think that a lot of that has to do with with a, a head coach that that I think is pretty loose right now, and Pete DeBoer, like I, I you know just the fact that he took time out of his day between you know Game Five and Game Six to jump on with us and was in great spirits and you know kind of joked around and and you know kind of chirped you a little bit no, i think that's, that's great good. like it's fantastic like every every single person that comes on this show really likes to chirp you yep. and um they're they're they don't do that to me and i'm not sure what that says about you i'm not sure what that says about me I'll i'm tell just glad you. that i'm not caught in the crosshairs
2: it's because i've chirped every person that comes on the show before and they can't wait yeah, to get me point. back that's exactly what it is and they use the stage that is the bgk insider show this uh, colossal uh, podium uh, to do it, and I don't blame them uh, because it's uh, it's there's some good give and take. It's like the playoff series, uh, a good back and forth. I will tell you the uh, there was conditions to Pete DeBoer joining us on the show today. Do you want to know what oh. those were? There was one. I couldn't Ooh, ask a question. Um, you
0: got it. I would I would imagine that would be the case. Yeah, yep.
2: you got it. Yeah. No cheesecake conversation or whatever the heck you asked him the one That's, time. No,
0: it's key lime pie. Key yeah, lime key lime pie. pie yeah. All right.
2: Christmas music. Right. Oh, you asked him that. Oh, yeah. Oh, that,
0: Christmas music. Oh, jeez. That
2: sent. Uh, that almost got a reaction like we saw a couple of weeks ago from Pete. <laughs> no response? Uh, yeah. Oh, I forgot
0: and ended about the interview. The Christmas music,
2: that, the, the, the Christmas music one. Uh, where where he said it was uh, the the continuing Christmas music was uh, a bothersome, and then because it was it was like two <laughs> weeks after Christmas, and then you doubled down asking him his favorite Christmas song.
3: No, I don't. I think it was before Christmas, actually.
2: <sighs> hey, uh, I've got some news for you guys uh, regarding uh, ESPN and uh, and what they're doing. We know that Turner has a big name analyst. In Wayne Gretzky, uh, a little bit of news coming up on the ESPN side. in hour number two plus Stormy Bonatoni ringside for the big goal by Mark Stone and caught it all on camera. It's the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas.